Hey, Heaven Heads, Lady J here. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to apologize to all of you. There was a problem with my mic during the recording of this episode. My voice sounds like it's been put through a filter meant to protect my identity or something like that. It's kind of weird. Um, you can still understand everything I'm saying and certainly hear me. It just sounds kind of weird. So I apologize for that. Some technical difficulties. We've resolved them, I promise. So enjoy. Thanks. Hello and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. We are your co-hosts, Lady J. And T. How are you, T? I'm great. And how are you? I'm good. Yeah? I, I'm so excited about this episode. I know, I know, I know. I jumped out of my seat. I know, same here. When you know who made an appearance. It's so cute. <laughs> I lost it, dude. Mm-hmm. Let's just dive right in. This is episode 920 titled Leaps of Faith. Okay. The Amazon Prime spoilie is Simon's Future Hangs in the Balance. And the DVD description is Paris and Vic return to ask Eric to marry them. But Ruthie feels uncomfortable around their son, Peter. Eric tries to help a woman with two sick daughters. Oh, yeah. 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 Dude. I know. Paris, Vic, and Peter. I know. It's like a Christmas special that you didn't think you were asking for. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we knew they were going to come back. I know. I know. But it was still like, I was so beside myself with joy. <laughs> I, you know, it's so crazy. But when I saw Paris and her speaking, like, I was like, I miss that little crooked mouth of hers and dropping some sweet knowledge on people once in a while or just giving some affection like she does in some of the episodes that we saw in her and whatever in season eight. Yeah. Oh, season eight. I know. (laughs) Not that it was the best, but like, you know. But Peter. I know. Peter, the best thing about that season. And Vic, man, honestly. Yeah. It was so nice seeing Brian Callen back on the screen. Like, yes. I know. I mean, just seeing all of them. And like, okay, first of all, Peter had a major growth spurt. Like, what happened to you, beanpole? (laughs) Like, (laughs) holy cow. And then fucking Paris is pregnant. I know. Oh my god! Like just all of it was so lovely. And just, just to like, see them, it was like putting on a warm blanket, you know, just like yeah. just like memories. <laughs> it was so nice. Oh yeah, yeah, it was sweet. It was nice seeing them. It had been a while. Been a minute. Been a while. <laughs> been a while. <laughs> um, I don't know where to start with this episode i know i don't well okay how about this let's tackle eric's story okay with the family sure their issues or struggle sure that we're watching um so as the dvd description alluded to Mm -hmm. um we meet a mother and her two daughters Mm -hmm. the mother of course played by i don't know her name eric wait oh crap erica something alexander alexander yeah, that? that sounds right. Yeah, uh, when I saw her, I was like, Max! Mm-hmm, from Living, Sing- Living Single. God, she was one of my favorite characters in that show. Yeah, and this is obviously post-Living Single, Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that was cool. I was like, oh, I know you. Yep. Um, 
Anyway, so she and her two daughters, the, her two daughters have sickle cell anemia. Mm-hmm. They are in and out of the hospital. They get blood transfusions like weekly, it seems. Yeah. Um, and right away we learn that, you know, she has an ex-husband who's mm-hmm. been out of the picture ever since their second daughter was diagnosed at, yeah. pretty much at birth or whatever. Um, up and left, couldn't handle it. Yeah, I don't even... But, the, like, how long ago did he up and leave? That's well, the part that I was a little Yeah, because her daughter's up. not babies, right? Like, no. the oldest seems to be, like, a teenager. Yeah. And then the younger one seems to be, like, nine or ten at least. Yeah. If not older. Um, so, clearly, he's been out of the picture for years. Mm-hmm. And she says, like, you know, he supports her financially. So, that's something, at least. Yeah. But she has no love for him whatsoever no. and has no interest in like having him back in her life. But all of a sudden he's back in Glen Oak and he's trying to get her or he's trying to get the two girls to move to Memphis yeah. with him, like where he lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he keeps and she, and Eric, Erica, what's her, what's the character's name? I don't know. Um, basically says like, asks Eric to talk to him and deal with him because she doesn't want no, to have to see him. Yeah. And, you know, she's like, she says like, they are not his daughters. Like he, you know, he is not their father. Like yeah. he is not taking them away or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, talk to him. So Eric is obviously like you know like why now like what's his deal and she's like i don't know talk to him like he won't tell me he says yeah. he has he says he'll tell me in person but i don't want to see him whatever when he comes home to tell annie Annie's like oh, well i wonder yeah. what he's got to say from <laughs> like i like yeah. that everyone is like sort of on the same page about how this guy is like has no claims to anything exactly you know like no love lost there you know um and so so when he finally meets with him we learned that, you know, he, his mom had sickle cell anemia. Yeah. And so he's seen firsthand, like, the the sort of destruction of the body and all yeah. that stuff. And a lot of misdiagnosis from the doctors. They yeah, thought that, that she part, was crazy. Yeah, that part really got to me, man. Yeah, that was really sad. Like, she was being turned away from hospitals yeah. because there was no symptoms and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they just thought she was a drug addict who was, like, looking for her fix. Yeah, for painkillers and shit like that. Yeah, you know, she's having strokes and shit. And, yeah. like, then finally a stroke that killed her. Like, that that part really, like, fucking sucked. Yeah. Um. And he's like breaking down talking to Eric and he's like, he's like, I'm not trying to get them away from their mother. Like I want them to all come, you know, because of St. Jude's research hospital. And like, they have this new drug and this, this new cure that they're working on, like not just a treatment, but like a real cure, you know? And, you know, and they pay for everything that insurance doesn't cover and they pay for housing for out of state people and all this stuff. And he's like, I just, I, I've seen the error of my ways. I know now that like me leaving, yeah. like it was cowardly and terrible. And like, now I just want to do everything I can for my daughters and whatever. Yeah. And here's my problem. It's, it's, it's not even a problem with the show. It's just the problem. Like as the character, right. I'm like looking at this guy and I'm like, you, you don't think that your wife didn't want to bail. You don't think your wife, looked at this hardship that's in front of her now with her two daughters both being sick and needing a blood transfusions and you don't think she wanted to just like 
up and leave because it was too hard to deal with bitch like you left her here now she's like taking care of these two on her own she had to take all this time off from work they downgraded her to a part-time employee Yeah, she's not getting all the benefits like and now it's fucking 15 years later whatever assuming you know like now all of a sudden you're like i've seen the errors of my ways like get the fuck out of here and then on the other hand it's like sorry not to cut you off but like on the other hand it's like how do you not do the best like how do you not go and take the cure and the treatment that they're offering you know exactly and again like he he doesn't say like it's an excuse it's he says that himself it's not an excuse it's a poor excuse but he just truly was not ready to deal and when you hear that there is a part of you that wants to blame and be angry at that really and i get it but i kind of like that the show just made you go like He's not a 100% bad guy. No. He made poor choices and was ill-equipped emotionally to deal with it. Yeah. And you have to wonder as an audience or someone that has maybe gone through something like that or whatever, like going, damn, how you, you can maybe forgive, but you can't forget that hurt. You can't forget that. You know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like, and you can't hate him. Because, again, it's not an excuse. It's just to help you understand. And, again, it doesn't give him a pass at all for what he did. Because, in the end, he did make a choice. Him not doing anything was a choice. You know, and walking away and trying to deal and being emotional or whatever. And, like, leaving all that weight and all that pressure on her shoulders. That's, That's a lot, obviously. You can't forgive. But hold on. When someone, the dad is saying, I want to come back. I know it's not going to be easy, but says, I want to help. It's almost like, how do you turn that away? How do you shut that out? Especially because you're not hearing those little girls what they want. We're not hearing it. We just see them sad and out of it, but we don't hear what they want. But we also see them like... I think you get the sense because, you know, they're, they're, they're in the hospital. Eric comes to visit them or, you know, whatever. And they're like, how are you today, girls? And they're, and they're like, we're fine. You know, like the older one is a little bit more out of it, out of it because she just had her blood transfusion. Yeah. The other one is like tomorrow or, you know, yeah. like, like they're, they're obviously like, this is their life. Yeah. You know, this is, this is all they've known since they were born is mm-hmm. in and out of the hospitals, in and out of needles with their arms and, and the medicines they're having to take to combat the yeah. nauseas and the whatevers. And it's just, it's, it's terrible all, all around. Yeah. It's obviously the worst circumstances. And to your point, I think that the dad is like, you know, he's not trying to make up for lost time. Yeah. I think he's just, He's trying to do right by them now. Yeah. And 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 I think the mother and everybody would agree that like what St. Jude's is offering them yeah. is the best thing. Yeah. I mean, they you have how do you not go? Yeah. Where they're basically offering to pay for everything and yeah. saying we've got a treatment slash a cure for this disease. Yeah. Like how how is that not the best choice where everybody yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? Which is exactly why in the end the mom and like because because when he comes he's trying to like reconcile with her too a little bit you know like yeah he's trying to like restart their life or whatever well it, because he hasn't fallen out of love with her like he still yeah. wants 
that relationship with her when she probably has checked out because certainly you abandoned me and you abandoned your, your daughters. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I get it. Yeah. So at the end of the episode, it's like, they, they come back over to the house. They're like, okay, so this is our second counseling session slash Mm -hmm. first date, you know, like, like they're like, she's not, saying no yeah you know what i mean but she's not like fully like both feet in ready to dive in either you know smart obviously because everything you just said like she's been burnt she doesn't trust him yeah you know there's no more love there for her you know yeah so clearly like if they're gonna do this they they want to try to put their best foot forward and like do it you know right to the best of their ability and whatever because it sucks like if you think about it with him when um after she had that talk with eric in the hospital and then when she sees eric at the church mm-hmm. just talking to him one-on-one mm-hmm. and she's like i don't i don't know how i feel about this i don't agree or whatever like she's just very she's blocked off and then the moment her husband or ex-husband walks in for him there is no love lost like he is still smitten with her like yeah. he wants her and he knows he fucked up and she's just like I checked out with you years ago, dude. Like I like, but did she like, it's more anger, which is it fine. Is anger. Yeah. Which is shit. That's Justified. where I would be. Yeah. yeah. I would be angry too, but I don't know. Like, d- does it sweep it under the rug that, Oh look, he's back. He's going to try to make it right. But the thing was like, he didn't cheat. He he did abandon, and when shit got hard, you left, which m- makes you question him. Like you can't trust him. Mm-hmm. You can't. It, he has to earn that shit back. But what gets him kind of a leg up in that trust is by saying, like, I fo- I found a way to make it work with our daughters. If he can at least provide that, mm-hmm. that's good. And he's not even and and. I think the most important point, because she at, at first, right, when we first meet her before the husband ever comes yeah, to the yeah. picture, when we first meet her, her whole thing is like, he wants to take my daughters away. Yeah. He's not getting my daughters. And the most important point he has to make, by which I mean the the most important point he makes to Eric and then to her. Yeah is that he's not trying to take them away. No. He wants them all to yeah. move. And he's not even saying, come live with me. Yeah. He's like, St. Jude provides housing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm not even trying to like, let's all be a nuclear family again. I'm just saying, come, please. I will provide for us. I will support us. I have yeah. a good job. I have money. I can do this. Come, yeah. please, because this is the best chance our daughters have at surviving this thing. I know. And you, and we have to do that for them. And I have to and want to do that for them. Like, I hate that because it's uh, – I hate it because when you first get – like, when you're introduced to the character just by word of mouth, mm-hmm. you're like, what an asshole, yeah, right? Yeah, everybody agrees on that. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, who is this guy? But then when he talks about how – He's got a job where it's it's there like he's going to make enough money to take care and provide for both. And the fact that he did the research for St. Jude, you're like, I want to hate you. I want to be angry with you. And you know what? Actually, you can still hold the anger because that's pretty hard to get over. The fact that she has been carrying all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's almost like 
How can you say no? But that's your own personal thing to deal with, you know? Well, but more importantly, or for the show anyway, like that's that, but that's exactly the question that Lynn is dealing with. Lynn's the mom. I just, I saw her name in my notes. I was like, oh yeah, Lynn, okay. Um, That's exactly the question that Lynn is dealing with and what she is want, like that is the thing is like, she now has to play that game in her mind of like, I don't trust you. I'm still angry with you. I, I just, I just don't know about you right now, but yes, like I, I am going to try to put my best foot forward. I am going to try to like, you know, bridge this gap for the sake of our daughters. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. It's like, it's kind of like a shitty, um, thing right yeah but but it really serves the theme of this episode which is leaps of faith right yeah. like taking risks without risk mm-hmm. there's no reward yep um it's it's what every single one of these characters are dealing with in this episode is that theme um and this is just one of those like life and death type of illustrations of that that the show is really good at doing which you yeah. know like there's always like the camden drama and then there's always like some outside people that yeah. are like helping to illustrate how it's like you know there's like real stakes here you know? <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> um, definitely yeah so that's that's this episode's version of that is those two and i think in the end they are i think i think they're gonna make it i think they're gonna try to be the best parents they can be for their I think daughters. so whether or not that means that they end up back together, together or, or not whatever, who cares like, they're gonna try to put their differences aside enough so that they can yeah. both simultaneously now together now be yeah. there for their kids but yeah and like seeing them walk together to the camden house mm-hmm. walking in through that door it just says that like they are a unit again. Yeah. Whether it's romantic or not, doesn't matter. Right. They are a unit. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, they that, that's want hope. more therapy. I mean, that's, yeah. that's always the first step in anything, right? Like in, 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 um, correcting a relationship or, yeah. you know, I can't think of the right words, but like, that's always the first step is mm-hmm. like admitting that we need help. And yeah. that there's obviously something here that's worth fighting for. Yeah. And we need help to do that. And so yeah. here we are. They're so funny when they walk in. Oh my God, you have a lot of people in your house. <laughs> and it's like, that's every episode, every episode, but I love it too, because I mean, without giving it all away or whatever, but like at the very end when like everyone is like up and hugging and stuff, yeah. and those two are just sitting in the back. Like we don't know anyone here. Yeah. <laughs> We're still waiting for a counseling. <laughs> While these yahoos get married. It's so funny. There's this amazing shot of everybody hugging and loving each other. And then it just turns around to those two sitting there. Like, <laughs> we just witnessed a wedding. Talk about a first date. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, the show, man. When it does it, it does it well. Not really. But you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. When it when it doesn't reach for comedy, it, it delivers comedy for sure. <laughs> um. So where do we go next? Do we talk about Lucy and Kevin a little bit next? There's not much to talk about, right? Mm. As we as we predicted, as we said, it, again, their whole point in this episode is like, when are they leaving? What are they doing? Um, but more so in this episode, Lucy is grappling with the idea of going back to work. Yeah. And what that means, obviously, for her home life, right? Yeah. With their daughter. And... For for Kevin, 
and for Annie and probably the rest of the world, like looking at it, yeah. like it's really a no brainer, right? Like, mm-hmm. of course, Lucy can go back to work. Yeah. There's so many options. Kevin can work nights. Therefore, he can be there in the daytime while Lucy works. And then yeah. Lucy can be there in the evening while Kevin works. Like, that's easy. Everybody seems to think like or just like assume that Annie will step in and like yeah. act as caregiver for Savannah. My favorite, I have to play the scene between Lucy and Annie. Okay. Because like Annie wins this fucking mm-hmm. scene. What do you think about the idea of my going back to work? Well, it, it doesn't really matter what I think. It's up to you and Kevin. What does Kevin think? He thinks, and you're not going to believe this, he thinks it would be a good idea if we took turns. And he thinks that he should take the night shift while I take care of Savannah. And when I go to work, he'll take care of Savannah. Well, what's so crazy about that? I mean, they'll be fine. What? <laughs> I just thought that you would want to take care of her if I go back to work. <laughs> That's funny. No. No, no. let me just say this for the record. I I do not want to take care of my beautiful granddaughter, whom I love dearly, while her mother goes back to work. No. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love her. I love Annie so much. No. I, like, I love it. I love that she's like, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. Obviously not. Figure your shit out. Like, no. (laughs) You know, it's just my issue with this was with Lucy thinking that her mom wants to take care of mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. when she has been for the longest time. And not to say that grandparents don't want to be involved, not to say that grandparents don't want to babysit. I'm not saying that. I'm sure I have met many grandparents who are like, oh my God, I want to take care of her. But, but they're also tired. is different than like, being the primary caregiver yeah, 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 yeah. while the parents work. Yeah, it's it's exhausting. And especially, like, I, I don't know Annie's age, but I'm sorry. She still has five-year-olds, six-year-olds yes. to take care of. That's the difference. Yeah. Like, a lot of, most grandparents don't have small children of their own exactly. to deal with. Exactly. And for you to think that it's an easy job. She doesn't have parent number three, bro. That, and that's the reality of it. Matt was home, not married, maybe. But mm. that's, I, I, I said maybe. I just think too. So here's the thing. And I think it's become very clear over the like the, the back half of the season for sure. If not sooner than that. Like Annie and Eric are the type of parents or grandparents or whatever that believe wholeheartedly in the idea that like okay you have now started your own family yeah that is your like the ball is in your court now yeah you know what i mean like of course we love you we will support you we will care about you we will be there for you but like it's up to y'all now to figure out how this little family of yours is going to function. Yeah. And, and they have proven that like mm-hmm. with all of their kids, you know, like with Matt and Sarah, like they don't, they're not involved in all day long. Yeah. With Matt and Sarah, they're certainly not all day long involved in Mary and Carlos's whole yeah. deal. They're not even really involved in Simon's whole deal. Like, cause he left the nest. Yeah. You know? They are the type of pe- people, parents, whatever, who are like, this is your family now. Like yeah. I've done my part, you yeah. know, and of course I'll always be there for you, but like, go, 
leave the yeah, fucking nest. Exactly. Have, buy yourself a house. Do what you got to do. Figure your own your own child care out mm-hmm. because I am not going to be your crutch for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know. Um, and I think you're right. Like Lucy has this weird idea in her head that like that she's not responsible for her own life or yeah. for her own family's dealings or whatever. Yeah. And it's like mm, part of that has to do with the fact that they're still under the roof. And yes. that's obviously the big pain point. Like they need to go. They need to figure this out. They need yeah. to get out there. You know, I still don't think that. I don't know, man, I can't, I I don't know. I can't speak from any experience or to have met anybody that had lived in Lucy and Kevin's shoes, but I can't imagine a couple that's sharing a room and only a room. They don't have their own living room, kitchen space, nothing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how anybody is comfortable with that. You're only comfortable if you're forced to, if that makes sense. Like if you if you can't move if out, you, you can't financially yeah, you take care of options. it. You get what I'm saying? You don't you have options. You make the best of it. Then yeah, you make the best of it. But when you have the option and there's two little ones and then whatever other drama there was, I, especially for Kevin, man, that guy lived in the garage apartment for some, for whatever, a year and then lived there with Lucy. Mm-hmm. At least they had their space. It was enough yeah in the sense that like it whatever but i don't i just can't imagine young couples that have a kid that don't desire their own space i i don't know because lucy doesn't well kevin does lucy doesn't a little bit i mean i think lucy understands intellectually that she's got to get out but i do think that she's She's a little bit stuck. She's a little bit stuck in a she, rut, right? You know what I mean? She's so used to it. Yeah. Like she, I think she's comfortable. Like she yeah, because she's she's working in these confines, you know what I mean? Like yeah. she knows she can like run an errand cuz the kids fine, you know, Manny's there, whatever. She's perfectly she's lived in this house her whole life, so she exactly. so she's not feeling claustrophobic. No. You know what I mean? And so she's she's just not there's not enough of a fire under her ass you know what yeah I mean? to like get her going a little yeah bit, yeah you know and even kevin saying it all the time and eric and annie saying it all the time like is not quite lighting it yeah for her you know but now i think this whole savannah thing has really sparked for her because i think she was so i mean i don't have to think i know she was so certain that Annie was always going to be an option for yeah. her. That's why she's like incredulous when Annie's like, fuck no. And she's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, walks out all like def- def- you defl- should, deflated. Yeah. Like you should, no, I don't want to say use, but like your parents should be plan B if your first option when it comes to finding a caretaker. Child care, yeah. yeah. Like they're like, you're stuck in a rut. You can't find anybody last minute. Then you contact your parents. Sure. Like, please, can you guys watch her right now? And I mean, like, listen, don't put that burden on them. Not only that, but it's like, hello, are we, are we like the, these people live in a world where childcare doesn't exist. Like no one at one, like at any point in this episode, no one talks about daycare or anything like that. Like as if the only options are one of them or Annie, like yeah. it's like the world functions one way or another millions 
millions of children are in daycare all day long while their parents work. Like, people do this. This is an option available to you. You know what I mean? And Lucy, if you so don't trust Kevin with your daughter, then maybe pursue that option. Because when when Kevin suggests that he can work nights and stay with her during the day, Lucy looks at him like he just sprouted a fucking arm out of his head. I would take that challenge in the best way. Like, wait a minute. Your husband wants to be the dad and be there and take care of his daughter why would you say no not only that but like what like are you crazy like you don't trust him yeah then why'd you have a baby with him exactly yeah like what what does that say about your relationship that the minute he suggested you look at him like he's a fucking lunatic yeah and you won't believe this but yeah (laughs) exactly what she said yeah Hey, man, if he's up to the challenge, take him on that offer. I would. Yeah, dude. And honestly, right now, what better solution do you have? It's actually perfect. He can work nights. You work days. Boom, boom. Done and done. Yeah. Like what? Like that's not even a a no brainer, man. Are you kidding? Mm. That that he has the flexibility enough to do that. Yeah. That's your solution. That's not even a question anymore. Hello. Yeah. It's like so weird to me that this is even a conversation like it's like it's like it's a built-in fucking solution take it what's the problem i don't know and paris doesn't really help the matter because when because she's the one who's like what about annie and it's like and and lucy's like i know that's what i said (laughs) like paris you're a grown-ass woman (laughs) like what are you saying well Continuing the tradition of old, of grown ass people giving bad advice to not so grown ass people. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't really know where it lands, though. How how does this storyline get resolved? Even it doesn't. <laughs> like they just sort of stop having the conversation. They they just kind of like duke it out, don't they? Like you see him, you see Kevin taking care of Savannah. Yeah. At the end, I think she's like. She's like, okay, I'm, I have to go figure out some stuff so that, like, we can put her on the bottle or whatever, like, yeah. if I do go back to work. And he's like, okay, we're just going to be here. Like, it's fine. Like, yeah. you know, and she's like, and then he makes a joke about, like, like, what if I want to give her, like, a bite of my sandwich? <laughs> he's like, oh, Kevin. And he's like, I know, it crazy, go. <laughs> like, <laughs> and she's like okay so they go and so i was like whatever so like clearly he's fine oh my god how is that even a question yeah like i mean listen i'm no lover of kevin but like he's not gonna kill his daughter like <laughs> you know what i mean like of course he's gonna love and care for her i mean hello i don't it's so weird that this is like such a fucking drama in this episode i don't know but i think it also speaks to like a societal thing about like dads not really being responsible for caring for their kids. I think, I think there's, um, I think there was still that stigma of dads. Not there still is today. There's still today. Well, there's still is today, especially whenever you, when you hear moms are going back to work and the dads are staying at home, like stay at home dads, mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it at all. Like, no you want to stay at home and be with the kid cool like i don't who cares man if you're one of the lucky ones who can afford to not have a two-income household yes i don't care which one of you stays the fact that one of you can stay home like you're crushing it that's a fucking blessing in and of itself yeah jump on that fucking opportunity that's amazing yeah exactly like 
I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's just like I just I really think I that there is a stigma and and still is. But I think it was maybe a little worse then. Like yeah, I think probably. it, I think it started I mean, changing. To know thirteen know. years ago, but I know, but I, I but yeah, I but I really, I think also like that that stigma has slightly changed within the last few years. I, For like, sure, very recently, like it, For sure, you get what I'm saying. So, like the most recent generation of like new dads and stuff, mm-hmm. or new parents, I should say. Like I think there's certainly a lot more. Um, like equity or equality Mm -hmm. in, you know, in the responsibilities and sort of the, um, the expectation of responsibilities and things like that. Um, I don't, I, I just still think that there's like a whole segment of society or of fathers particularly who don't take it for granted that caring for their child is part of their responsibility. Yeah. Like, like, and I'm talking specifically about dads who call it babysitting. You know what I mean? Like, like that shit really irks me. Like, like it's not babysitting when it's your own fucking child. You know what I mean? Like taking a shift is one thing. Taking (laughs) a shift. Like where, you know, if you're going to do the arrangement that he and Lucy are talking about, right? Like that's, that's taking a shift, whatever, taking Mm -hmm. turns, whatever. But it's not, babysitting yeah it's caring for your fucking child like get over it people you yeah. know anyway um so that's kevin and lucy whatever i don't really care about them i know <laughs> like mainly because i'm just over it i'm over the same bullshit like every episode it's like when are you gonna move what's gonna happen when are you gonna move what's gonna happen i was like ugh, either move out or don't already and yeah. put this fucking story to bed i like, will I'm say i will say something did bother me though between Ke- kevin and lucy was mm-hmm. when lucy looks at kevin and this is when we're she's just bringing up that conversation of her going back to work and she looks at kevin she says i've been thinking oh, i wish you didn't do that Ugh, i know i was like you that's not a good joke right now i know but it's not the first time he's made it either and I so i kind of just like i just ignored it i i know exactly what you're talking about and i heard it and i was like ugh, my like my like irk meters my, my mm-hmm. irk antenna went up you know but um but yeah no i was just like ugh. he keeps we i just oh, i'm like i'm like fatigued thinking about it I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. There is no solution. Lucy's I'm just not crazy. Eh. Everyone in her life keeps telling her she's crazy. It's she's developing a complex. Now she will be crazy, and then you guys will, and then it'll become a self-fulfilling prophecy. But you guys made this monster. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, sorry, not sorry. Family and slash like husband. Like you guys are feeding this complex and like making her crazy. Yep. And then and then she will be. And you'll have no one to blame but yourselves. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, keep calling someone crazy. They know. have to believe it at some point. Well, you know, yeah. Yeah. And the truth is, is like, sure, maybe Lucy is not the paragon of stability. Okay. Like, <laughs> maybe. Sure. She certainly has her, like, moments, you know? Yeah. But she's not fucking crazy. She's just a human being. Mm-hmm. God damn. You know? God Gosh. Damn. Like, can we just have a little bit of compassion for people? Mm. 
especially in the fucking seventh heaven show like really isn't it your whole thing about compassion (laughs) like yeah where's the compassion for your own protagonist any hoozle so moving on (laughs) meanwhile (laughs) (laughs) um let's talk about martin i'm interested (laughs) which part well just in a lot of what's going on for Martin in this episode. Martin and Zoe? Or, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... Well... Mm. Yeah. Martin... I mean, it's Martin and Zoe, right? So... Th- that Those last 10 seconds... Uh, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, like, hedging all my bets in my head. Um, so, Zoe calls Martin, like, whatever, in the afternoon, <laughs> and s- has... I'm just going to play it. Okay. Hello? Hey, Martin, it's Zoe. What are you doing? Homework. Oh, can you help me with my homework? I can do that. Great. You can pick me up at 9.30. 9.30? It's for my astronomy project. I'm supposed to observe the meteor storm, and the earliest I can see anything is 9.30. I really don't know if the cameras are going to let me out at 9.30 on a school night. Well, if you ask them and they say no, then I'm going to make an F on my assignment, and I can't afford to lower my average. I just don't know if I can talk them into it. So, why don't you take a chance and not ask them? Live dangerously. You can walk out to your car and drive away. Where's your sense of adventure? Come on, be a man. They need you. Come rescue me. (laughs) Come on. What would your dad have done if he was in your situation at 17? 9.30. What's the thing that stands out most to you in this clip? I was like, you were convincing this guy to pick you up and you insult him and you're giving him a time of when to be there. That's cool. Because for me, it's the fact that Martin doesn't talk yeah, for at the all. entire, most of the conversation. All he says is, hello. <laughs> She's talking into a void. Like, she can't shut up. Yeah. Come on. Now, okay, now, if you tell them I'll get enough and I can afford to lower my average, come on. What would your dad do? Go to your car, get in it, pick me up, be a man. Let's go. 930. Like, can yeah. you, can he get a fucking word in edgewise? Yeah. <laughs> like, she hasn't shut the fuck up for five minutes and he's just sitting on the phone like, uh, okay. <laughs> like... Yeah. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Zoe? Yeah. So weird. And that mousy voice. Oh. Also, what exactly is he going to do with you at the viewing of this meteor shower? What do you she, need him for? I know, seriously, to pick you up so he can nap? Like, you can't ask your parents to take you? Yeah, have fun with your parents. Not even, like, who cares? Like, I know, I'm she, just being- Like, if all she needs is a ride... I'm pretty sure your parents can take you. Like, yeah. you don't need Martin there to observe a meteor shower. And also, if it's a meteor shower, you can probably see it from your backyard. Like, where are you going at 930? The desert. <laughs> this whole thing is like fucking bonkers. And then, so now Martin's in a position where he's got to like lie to everybody about what he's doing and who he's doing it with and da 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 da. Do you think he purposely left his cell phone? No, I think he got distracted. It was an accident. I think so. 
I get distracted like I that. I don't know. I I have to wonder if you purposely left it. No, like I because I'm the kind of person that doesn't like to Martin is he's a he, I, like he's, he's responsible. He would have he, taken exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing is like when <laughs> when <laughs> when he left his cell phone behind and it's because he was having a conversation with Simon before he got out the door. Mm-hmm. Usually if someone has a conversation with me before I'm out the door, I will leave something behind That's because so funny. because in my mind I have things that I need to grab before I leave. Uh-huh. But when someone interrupts my flow, I'm fucked. That's funny. and that happens to me all the time before I leave the house. And I'm just and literally halfway down the street or something. I'm like, I forgot, <laughs> and I have, to, I have to drive back. <laughs> it pisses me off every time. And when I saw that happen, I was like, yeah, of course he lost his cell phone. He left his cell phone behind. I was like, typical. I do that shit too. I know the struggle. <laughs> but the poor boy. I know. But what's funny is Simon later tells Eric that it's been ringing off the hook like every 30 minutes the phone's yeah. ringing. Which, if it's been his dad this whole time, like... His dad was able to call every 30 minutes all night, but then but then couldn't call like again every 30 minutes like when Martin was actually home. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like like what's the cutoff time of Martin's dad being able to call every 30 again, minutes? This show makes you learn what is a bad idea only because <laughs> you miss this opportunity or whatever it is. Mm. It's like they only teach you a lesson when you miss something. They do this all the time and it gets annoying. Right. It gets annoying. So, okay. So if we're talking about storylines feeding the theme, right? The yeah. theme being taking risks, you know, taking chances, whatever. Yeah. What is the, what is Martin's storyline? He took a risk by going out with Zoe that late. Yeah. And it, didn't pay off because he didn't get the message from his dad. That's the takeaway there. Apparently. Okay. Or him being irresponsible. I don't know. Because I was shocked that there were no consequences for him for lying and stuff. Like when he, when, when he and Eric talked the next morning or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and he's like, Oh, okay. So Simon told you I was out and, and Eric's just like, Oh, like, so you didn't trust me or us enough mm-hmm. to just tell us what you were doing or whatever like that's sad but more importantly your dad called i guess yeah like, i guess because like that's more important in the scheme of things like he's yeah. not gonna punish him or whatever because he can't really scold him yeah but but they've made it clear by now that martin does have consequences oh and, yeah and certainly will will you know pay the price for his misdoings i'm or trying whatever. to understand how many times has he fucked up in that like the fact that now he's in this apartment, like garage apartment twice Just once with, with Zoe and, and twice second- with Zoe. <laughs> so Zoe is the Zoe's problem. The problem. Yeah, clearly like, I don't know why she's all of a sudden become such an integral part of this fabric of the show. Well, like, I'm sure she's leaving after this season. Yeah, we're never going to see her again, but um, but it's just like annoying because like she's caused nothing but trouble for Martin and yeah. he's, and he's not even into her. So yeah. like, what's the point of Zoe? Like, I don't get it. I don't either. Whatever. I mean, if he needs a friend, he's got Mac. It's fine. You know, yeah, seriously, where the hell is Mac? I know. I miss Mac. He's a little shitster and I, <laughs> <laughs> I do miss his shit stirring. Um, so anyway, so he finally gets a call from his dad. They, they're able to talk 
and daddy's coming home daddy's coming home which is so nice it is it is it's really cute but didn't he just get the call like two months ago saying that he got extended mm, yeah so like extended what two months and now he's back like nah. that's not usually how extensions go in the army is it i have n- <laughs> no idea um but anyway we'll suspend our disbelief for the sake of martin's daddy yeah and then he does blame Zoe. He's like, I was irresponsible. I went out with you. I left myself in behind. And I shouldn't have done that. And I meet the consequences. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And what does she say? Nothing. Oh, she <laughs> for once. I No. She's like, well, I, you know, I'm sorry, but it's not like I knew that your dad was going to call. Which is true. Yeah, I know. It's true. <laughs> I mean, it's not like she made him leave his cell phone at home, you know? Um, you could have said no. Oh, wait. She didn't let you. Yeah, really? <laughs> <gasps> i mean she called out his manhood for pete's sake like that's be what a I, man be a man Ugh. what's your sense of adventure that bitch Talk. i hate that shit and females Don't insult to listen, get what you want females you know i'm talking to you now you know we play this game okay you know we can wrap men around our little fucking fingers if we want to doesn't mean we should though okay but you know how to do it and you know that we t- and we know we can and that's exactly what Zoe's doing in this moment I or in that moment. I change you if I could. Sorry. What is that? Um, Tracy Chapman. Oh, I don't know that song. I'll play it for you after, I promise. Okay. I feel sad that I don't know that song. Oh, you'll love it. You have to get us back on track because now I'm all distracted uh, about songs I don't know. Oh, well, Zoe and Martin. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was only half kidding. So, <laughs> um, okay, so Simon, oh Simon, our oh, old friend, Simon. he comes home. Yep, he's home for the holidays. Not really. He's no, not, not really. even home for the whole weekend. He's like, oh, you know, I have a paper to write, and I think well on a full stomach, which is a continuation <laughs> oh my to God. hunger. Can we talk about the two minute scene in this episode of the twins setting the table? And like, oh yeah, messing Ruthie with the, yeah, yeah. having to follow after them to like fix the forks and knives, and then the whole conversation they have about the the fork goes on the left because that's yeah. how we've always done it, and the twins are like, we like it on the right, and Ruthie's like, well, why don't we try it your way and see what happens? I'm like, who is this conversation for? It's the most ridiculous five minutes. It's so pointless. Oh, Sam and David. Um, so he comes home. Um, and of course, Ruth, I mean, Lucy and Kevin are like, are you okay? Cause they were, cause they're waiting. They've been apparently calling him for weeks and weeks to yeah. figure out if he got his results of his STD scare and stuff. Yeah. And he's been ignoring their calls. And so like, are you okay? They're trying to like say it without saying it in front of Ruthie and the twins and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. They're like, are you fine? Fine. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so finally we learned that Simon basically didn't get tested until like that day or yeah. like the day before or whatever. He waited this whole time because I, I guess he was scared. So he's now gotten tested and he's come home basically to like wait for his results. Cause yeah. He wants to be around family and people he loves and that love him and stuff. So he's like, I guess going to stay in the garage apartment with Martin and he makes a deal with God. Yeah. Like he prays to God and is like, if you get me through this, like I'll go back to church. Like I'll stop having sex like until after I'm married and all that stuff. Like, like, you know, he'll be a good Christian or whatever. Yeah. 
And Eric calls him out on it because he sees like the Bible open on the book yeah. and the bed and stuff. And he's like, are you reading the Bible? And he's like, yeah, what's wrong with that? And he's like, am I to understand that you've made a deal with God? And Simon's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? And of course, Eric has problems with that. Yeah. Because that's not how your relationship with God should be. You know, like it yeah. shouldn't be transactionary and whatever. And so then when Simon gets his all clear, Eric's like, okay, so now you've made a deal, dude. Like, now what? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And Simon's like, I gotta go back to school. Bye. I'm good now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Pieces right out. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be interesting to end the season this way. Like, I, know. I don't think this is the last we're going to see of Simon. I, yeah. And I think that it's going to, this is going to come back to bite his ass a little bit. I think so. And I don't know how I feel with, again, you bargaining with Mm-mm. a higher power. Listen, I'm not religious. I'm not, I'm not religious either, but I just think you are asking for a world of hurt when you do that. Like it's one thing to surrender yourself to whatever the universe wants to give you. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. But to bargain, you are asking for a like a crazy wake up call. You are going to be angry with what bargain you made. You're going to have conflict within yourself and with others. I, 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 I was worried. I got scared. I mean, I was like, oh, this isn't going to be this isn't going to end well for Simon. How easy or how much easier would it have been for Simon if in that moment of prayer, if in that moment of weakness or whatever, you know, when he's when he's alone in the garage, right? Like if rather than saying, God, if you get me out of this, I'll blah, 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 blah. Rather than that, just saying like, okay, give me the strength to deal with whatever's going to come at me Yeah, with this result. Like, like show me, like, you know, allow me the fortitude to, to deal with it. Like that's, that's, I that's, think where, what he wanted and should have gone for, yeah, know. you know what I mean? That's surrender. Yeah. 100% yeah. that is surrendering. But we also forget something about Simon that you mm. and I have said a thousand uh-huh. times. Go ahead. He is the guy that has the best relationship and he has had the best relationship with God. And he was always the only one that would pray for something and would always get it. Right. And with this one, let's see how it plays out as right. an adult. Oh, T, you're so good. I totally had not thought about that, but you're so, so right. Because he's the one that always he's did it. always asked for things. He's always gotten. and But now, for the first time, there's something on his end of the bargaining table. Yeah. You know? It's not... It wasn't just a prayer for something. It's, yeah. if you give me this, I'll give you da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And, you know, and he's already... You might... Listen, I I don't even know. I don't even feel comfortable using terms like this because I'm so not religious. But like, he's already like lost his way a bit, you know, Mm -hmm. like spiritually or religiously or whatever, considering, you know, he's having sex and he's doing all these things or whatever. But, um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out now that he's gotten what he wanted from God. Yeah. How, how what how he and holds up his end of the deal i'm kind of interested but also scared for him i'm scared for him i'm 
I'm intrigued from a viewer perspective. Yeah, exactly. I'm like excited to see what comes, you know, obviously because the stakes are none. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I don't know. It'll be, it'll yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll see. And yeah. m- interesting. The more interesting question I think is whether or not the chickens will come home to roost this season or if it'll start to pay off next season oh that's you know what i mean because we've only got two episodes left this season yeah so is that even enough time to like deep like to like delve into what this means for him and his life and stuff what does this mean for him i don't know i do know that it's not the last of simon right i mean he will be back like in the next two seasons so like definitely there's there's a runway there to play with yeah you know which frankly i might enjoy that better like i might rather than like rush me through the consequences just in the next like in the finale basically like maybe like maybe plant the seeds and then let it like really pay off next season you know like Mm. uh, for like a full season arc for the character you know i'm all for that like but who are we kidding this show (laughs) (laughs) a whole season arc for someone (laughs) impossible one episode done what are we gods (laughs) (laughs) i will something random to point out Mm. is it me or was ruthie and martin both congested in this episode oh i didn't notice both of their voices just sound like a little nasty i'm like oh do they have a problem do they have the sniffles did they make out offset or off camera and then get sick from each other what happened would you say no i would not be surprised (laughs) if these two are hooking up in real life i mean the chemistry man it speaks for itself okay they're cute together i i am here for it i am I, i will i will say i'm really disappointed that it hasn't paid off by now like if it if it's gonna pay off in the finale, fine. But like, I need something to happen between these two characters yesterday. Okay, oh, but when? Like, uh, do you, like I wonder when it would happen. Yeah. Okay. Maybe like again, set me up at the finale and then project me or like you know get me into the next season. Okay. Okay. But like something better fucking happen this season because <laughs> I'm like, I, you know what it is? It's like, it's like that weird thing. You know, like when you're watching like a movie or like even like a better show, like, <laughs> <laughs> or even a better show fuck, where, where there's like two characters that you just like, you just need them to get together already. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, why are they not together? Come on, get together. Yeah. And you know that the show's doing it on purpose because they need you to, like, yeah. keep tuning in and stuff. Like, it's like that for me with these yeah. two. Like, I'm, like, so, like, I, I just need them to be together but, you so know, badly. But it's so good because they're not flirting. They're, it's it, true. You get it's what I'm very saying? True. Like there, it's just like these little hints of like you think something's gonna happen, but you don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm kind of enjoying this whole Martin and Ruthie because everything else there's a little bit like most other shows out there. There's more chemistry. There's a little touch. It's more and, overt. Yeah. yeah. And this one, it's really subtle, which is kind of cool. I mean, they're definitely playing the long game with these two. That's for fine. sure. Like, yeah. and I mean, yeah, is I'm not. I'm not opposed to it. I just need a little something to keep me going. Like, give me a little something, you know? <laughs> give me a little morsel. Um, okay, hold on. Who have we covered? We covered... We've covered almost everything except for pretty much like Paris and Vic and Ruthie and Peter and all of that. Paris and Vic. <laughs> and Vincent. <laughs> Basically half the show. <laughs> Damn it, Vincent. Um, okay, 
so as we've said, Peter comes back with his parents. His parents are pregnant. They want Eric to marry them. Mm-hmm. They're back in this thing to win this thing. Yeah. They're both in it. You know, they're they're committed. So they're here. When Peter shows up, though, Ruthie's a little taken aback. Yeah, she's like, hey. This is a surprise. Um, And then she's like, basically like, like laying it all on vincent like like telling him like okay but he didn't call me at all and we went through a really cool like crazy year together and like we i was his first first girl's i was his first girlfriend and he was my first boyfriend and like that meant something and i haven't heard from him and blah 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 blah. and vincent's on the other line like oh my god and this is why i said in the previous episode that we just like recorded ruthie needs friends yeah, I know. Ruthie needs I friends. know, because who else would she talk to about this but Vincent? You, you, yeah, you should have talked to Vincent. I mean, she, I mean, she should talk to Martin, if we're being honest. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. She could, she could and she should talk to Martin. That's That would have been the smarter move on her part. But she's talking to Vincent, and Vincent justifiably is, like, upset, because he's like, he's like, okay, first of all, like, May, did you ever think that maybe he didn't call you because he has a girlfriend of his own? Yeah. And, and 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 that's true. And I guarantee you, he's not calling her talking about you to her. Yeah. And like, I'm your boyfriend and da da da. And so he gets like all pissed at her. And she has to be like, oh, damn, like, fuck, like I fucked up. Like she did. She had no um filter. Like she no. didn't realize that this is like bad form on her part yeah, exactly. you know? until he called her out on it. And then she calls Paris, I mean, Paris Peter. Yeah, fucking bitch. She doubles down and calls Peter. Let's listen to that conversation. Okay. Hello. Hi, it's me. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Look, I'm sorry if you thought that I showed up with my family so that we could get back together again. I had already heard that you have a boyfriend. Where did you hear that? I still talk to people who know you. Why don't you talk to me? Because you have a boyfriend. I didn't have a boyfriend all year long. Vincent and I just started going out. I have a girlfriend. We're in a committed relationship. Oh, I didn't know. I guess it doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, you're seeing someone else too, right? You are still seeing that Vincent guy, aren't you? Yeah, Vincent and I are still going out. So, I guess there's nothing else to say, is there? I guess not. Nice talking to you. Kind of broke my heart. <sighs> it's really sucky seeing them awkward with each other. I know. I mean, these two were our lifeblood all of last season. I know. Like, it's so painful. Okay, several things. <laughs> One, Peter's lying about having a girlfriend. Yeah, he Holy is. shit, okay. Two, Ruthie has a point. Like, why didn't he talk to her? Yeah. Like, what's that about? Like, really, you 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 have a girlfriend and you have a boyfriend. You guys are fifteen. Get over yeah. yourselves. Like, seriously. You, like, what does that even mean? Commitment. And like, in the end, you guys were still buddies, man. You did yeah. everything together. Like, boyfriend, girlfriend aside, like he was your BFF for yeah. life. Like, what the fuck, dude? Mm-hmm. Like. What is like, and so I'm with Ruthie when she's like, "Why didn't you talk to me, dude? What the hell, you know?" But then I'm, but I also understand from Peter's perspective, like she's moved on and he clearly hasn't. You know what I mean? So he's feeling a little maybe hurt or jealous or whatever, and he and he doesn't 
need to insert himself in her life that way, especially considering that she's moved on. So he's like, okay, so I didn't call you, call you like whatever. It's not like we're going to see each other all the time anyway. So it's fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a bummer. I know. It I got sad. Okay. So remind me because I'm, I have like very vague memories. Where do they all live now? I don't know. They don't even mention that. Like, didn't they move wherever Vic's work is? Yeah, but how far away did he live and work? I like, don't know. like it, a town over? Is like, it an hour away? I have no idea. Yeah, clearly it's not that far because yeah. clearly, like Vic and Paris and everybody is commuting multiple times in this episode mm-hmm. between the Camdens and home. Um, so it can't be like like they they didn't move across the state lines you know what i mean yeah. like whatever far enough away that i guess they're in different school districts now or yeah whatever um anyway so yeah so i don't know it's just a bummer but then and vic dude him calling out is, <sighs> he's like you vic. don't have a girlfriend <laughs> vic. he's like shut up <laughs> and peter's like i know <laughs> like i know let's not talk about it can i just say like my heart leaps like not to get you know not not to lose track of where we are or whatever but like i'm just so i'm so happy for this family yeah i know that they made it through they came back together they're they're a little nuclear family again and like peter's gonna have a little sibling and like it's so fucking cute like i was like so in love with them they made it out of the woods man they did i'm so proud of them not that vic is without his flaws because he comes talk he comes looking for someone to talk to not kevin it should never be kevin fucking a when are when are people gonna learn that kevin gives the worst advice sorry guys if i yell in your ear whatever however you listen i'm so sorry but it's true never go to kevin (sighs) um yeah fucking vic comes over and kevin answers and he's like eric's not here he's like you'll do (laughs) (laughs) it's my favorite kevin you should be offended not but, really. But listen, but I get Vic too, right? Like he, his whole thing is it's like, why fix it if it ain't broke? You know, clearly we've He's made scared. it work this long. Yeah, it's fine. Just because we're having a baby doesn't mean everything else has to change. That's enough of a change for us right now. Yeah, like maybe we don't have to get married. Why rock the boat? Whatever. And Kevin's like, yeah, I mean, certainly Paris can be single and have this baby and everyone's doing that these days and you gotta, you guys don't even have to live together. And It's like, come on, Kevin, like, get real. Kevin, what you should be telling Vic is, no, dude, you have it handled. Have confidence in yourself. You want to make it work? You'll make it work. Done. Thank you. Especially because, Kevin, you know Vic. You know the history yeah. here. Telling him what he wants to hear is not going to solve anyone's problems, yeah. you know? Yeah like Um, yeah everything is fine yeah you don't have to rock the boat obviously you don't have to yeah and Vic knows that he He didn't come here he didn't come here to be you know confirmed in those thoughts insult him like Zoe's insulted Martin be a man (laughs) (laughs) that's why I love it when Peter when when Paris comes in and she's like so tell me it's not true that you guys (laughs) told Vic it's okay for us not to get married (laughs) Yeah, but they work it out. Everything's fine. Yeah, never refuse a pregnant woman. <laughs> nah. Um, they work it out. Everything's fine. They get married at the Camden house with pretty much just them, like all the Camdens. Obviously, Peter. Fucking Vincent shows up. Vincent shows up, which is like slightly awkward with him and Ruthie and yeah. um, Peter and everything. But 
Ruthie, I think, handles it pretty well. She does. She's like, you can come in. Like, it's fine. We're just having a wedding. Yeah. (laughs) And when Vincent sees Peter, he's like, oh, like, I didn't know you were going to be here. And Peter's like, it's, you know, whatever. So, like, they, they, it's, it's going to be fine. You know, it's kosher. It's all good. And then those two, the, the Lynn and her husband show up. So they're there. And like, it kind of becomes this full house moment um, for this really little intimate little ceremony they're having. Mm, so sweet. It is really sweet. I'm so happy. Like, oh, oh, my heart leaps. Leaps uh, of faith. It's nice. It, it was good to have seen them in this episode yeah. or in this season in general. Yeah. Just just, just to like know a, how they're doing. Like a little bit of a taste, you yeah. know, like wet that appetite a little bit. Yeah. I still like Peter. I do too. He clearly is still in love with Ruthie. He is. Okay. Maybe love is a strong word, but like he clearly still likes her and like cares about her and stuff. This is evil, but I would love to see Martin and Peter duke it out for her. (gasps) I know it's evil. (laughs) No, 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 no. Matt can just sit there eating popcorn and watch the shit go down. You don't think Matt's going to give Martin a run for his money when he finally makes a play? That'd be kind of funny. Matt is definitely not going to take it lying down. But with Peter and Martin, like... Oh, both loyal, both noble, both, both like caring individuals. I don't care about Vincent. It's weird. Well, no, it's not weird. I've seen, I've seen. No, we know Vincent has no character. He has no, like he's, he's a weak son of a bitch. (laughs) Like we don't like Vincent. Yeah. But Um, I don't know. It would have been interesting, but that's terrible. I shouldn't wish that. Like, no one... T- I mean, <gasps> listen, if it means we get more Peter, I'm not against But it. that's why. Okay. I, th- there's that weird dark side to me. I'm like, yeah, make it happen. Oh, Only okay. because I really like Peter, and I miss I that know. character. If Martin wasn't there, you better have, bro- like, brought in Peter. Well, okay, so this is not a spoiler. We've talked about this before. We will get one more Peter episode before the series ends. I don't know when it's happening, but I know he'll have one more episode. Sound like a child. We will. <laughs> um this is the last we'll see of paris however um who i'm kidding <laughs> come on now no i love paris um but we will also be seeing Vic again we will see Vic mm-hmm. again oh what's mm-hmm. up brian callen so yeah i'm waiting for you i'm waiting for you brian callen oh, i have such a crush on him i don't but- know if it's I mean, it is definitely him, but it's also like him as Vic in particular. Like, I have such a weird soft spot for Vic. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't, what does that say about me? That- <laughs> it's not the greatest color on me, I guess. Um, you you know what Vic does? Like the reaction I get to Vic every time he speaks is smack him upside the <laughs> head and then give him a kiss on the cheek, be like, "All is good," and then walk away. <laughs> like that's the vibe. I like. Shut up. Move along. Smack him upside the head. Kiss him on the cheek. Go, you learned your lesson? Okay, good. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. What was with those two boys asking Eric for 10 bucks? Dude, I have no idea. What was that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they brought... I, I'm like, uh, why? No fucking clue what that was. No. Was that all? Was that also an illustration of Leaps of Faith? Like, they took a chance asking for money? Like, what? Like Maybe. No clue. Was it some random social commentary on how expensive coffee has gotten? <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. What, what the fuck? He's like, I can't afford that. And they're like, Yeah, we can't either. Bye. Never to be heard from again. 
to the most bizarre yeah. minute of my life. Like, I know. What the fuck was that? I know. Uh, did we do it? I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm like going over my notes. I know. Me too. I feel like we did it. I feel like we hit all the main I think so. points of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was quite a bit going on. Yeah, I there, think was, there was. There was. It was pretty dense. Uh, so dense. Let's rate it. Mm, oh, see, I'm confused because I don't know if I want to give it a thumb up and thumb down or I don't know if I can ever give it to. Damn it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was. struggle is real. <laughs> yeah, this one. This one. The struggle is real. Uh, shit. Uh, thumb up, thumb down. Nice. That feels real to me. Okay. I, I can agree with that. Okay. Because Kevin and Lucy just pissed me off. Mm-hmm. But everything else was good. Mm-hmm. Everything. Well, I think it's just the nostalgia. Why, why do I have nostalgia with this show? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't and I know consume it. Possible. You I never ma- watched it. Exactly. I'm making it sound like, oh, it was moons ago. Like, no, it wasn't. It was like a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I think... Mm. Mm, see? I'm giving this two thumbs up. <laughs> oh well, I get it though. First of all, because I always skew higher than you, that's just how we are. But also, I feel like this is as close to a two thumbs up episode as we're gonna get. I know it's been a while. <laughs> like, huh? I don't know how much better it gets than this. Like, just wait. we got we got Vic and Peter and Paris back, and we got some good like you know drama moments, and we got Simon and like. I feel like this is as good as it's gonna get. Like probably, I, I yeah. Don't know. It's a pretty, it's a pretty solid episode compared to most. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't leave me feeling like ugh. Like it was, it ended on yeah. a high note, and it meant it made me feel happy and good inside. Like honestly, damn this show. Like you give me some good ones, and then shittiness in the middle, and then in the end. You're giving me some solid things. I know. Not I like know. the best, but pretty fucking solid. Like where you're like, okay, I don't hate you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't hate you. Exactly. Yeah. I know. Uh, Nightmare. Whatever. Well, that's going to do it for us. You know. Uh, as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on social media at For Heaven's Sake Pod or send us an email at For Heaven's Sake Show at gmail.com. You can also subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash For Heaven's Sake Pod. Do it. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> and until next time, bye. Bye.